What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hump Podcast. I'm Christian. I am with Micah and Garrett, and we are separated once again, but together through the joys of technology. We are going through a series on isms, and if you haven't listened to uh, any of the series so far, we encourage you to go back and listen to those, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, Anyways, today we're talking about scientism. Uh, If you've ever wanted to grow up and be a scientist uh, and a Christian at the same time, you might have heard or dabbled upon scientism in your life. So today, none of us are scientists. Garrett, you're not a scientist, are you? No. Right, none of us are scientists, but uh, we are going to look into scientism, how it's important uh, to know about this for not only our lives spiritually, but also uh, how the church can respond to this culture and scientism. So, hey, let's hear from Micah and Garrett real quick. Micah, Garrett, what's happening? What's up? What's good? What what'd up? you say what's good today? What up? What up? Uh, I'm enjoying this icy weather. Staying safe. Safe. Um, roads aren't too bad here, luckily. Been some crazy stuff in Kentucky, though. Um, Did you several see cities the... Um, are- did you see the ice? They got a bunch of ice in Texas Mm-mm. and in Fort Worth. And there's a, a video of like a hundred car pile up, and Holly. this tractor trailer couldn't stop and just like demolished wow. 10 cars. Yeah, oh, crazy. yeah, I just watched that. Yeah. I saw a, a picture of like the country and just like the forecast or whatever. And like 85% of the country was like that white purple color. And then Florida was like red and yellow. It was like hot. <laughs> it was like everyone still hates Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, funny well I, I ice is beautiful it, but it's far more destructive than snow um i saw some pictures from 94 here in russell county and there was this big ice storm then and it just was like pulling down <laughs> power lines and crazy and roofs and it's crazy yeah i always uh whenever i was like a kid if there was ice or snow or whatever forecast it was like yes like i can't wait like cancel school like be stuck in the house for two days but now like that i'm a home homeowner it's like oh i hope uh hope my no HVAC trees fall I hope, yeah, right? I hope my hvac works it's like it's not as exciting anymore it's kind of like pipes don't freeze yeah i'm like it's kind of more more like depressing and scary jenny was like worried on like what if our power goes out what if our power goes out i'm like well, we'll just be without power, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to <laughs> snuggle with blankets. We'll figure it out. But that's we'll right. Grill our food. That's what yeah. I seriously. Pull out the grill. Seriously. So scientism. That's what we're studying today. Do you all know what scientism is? I don't have I a clue. I have no clue to be honest. <laughs> Something to do with science, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the scientism is almost a. <clears throat> it's. It's an epistemology. Um, What'd you call me? <laughs> um, epistemology. It, epistemology is the study of knowledge. Um, it's, it's where you're making the assessment that everything to be known, that can be known, it is known through our expanding of our, our knowledge and our ability to think and know things. Um, and scientism is a um a path off of epistemology and it um basically states that all of reality can be deduced 
or observed. Um, it can be quantified and anything that can't be quantified, observed or broken down through the scientific um, method is not real or true. Um, so this actually kind of detracts away from the other ism we studied a while back, postmodernism, because scientism states that there is truth, but truth can only be discovered or truth can only be observed. Truth can only be explained through the scientific method. So it like goes the polar opposite of postmodernism saying that there is truth, but we have to find truth through scientific means. We can't take it on faith. Um, Christianity states that we can um, explain the existence of God. We can logically assert and find truth, but there are some aspects of God that we have to just take on faith. There are some things that human humans simply just cannot know. Um, I, I, I've used before the example of Christianity. Our faith believes that we're basically in a hotel room looking out into a peephole and everything that we observe in reality is through the lens of that peephole when there's an infinite number of rooms in this giant hotel we're staying in. So scientism states that the peephole that we're looking at is all there is in reality, that if we can't observe it through the peephole, then it doesn't exist. Christianity states that everything else that's going on outside of the people is still there. It's just beyond our ability to observe it. Um, so scientism really focuses on the people. Um, if that's a good. No, that's a, that's a good definition. That makes sense. And, you know, I think when I'm thinking from thinking of scientism, everything has to be seen that does that not defeat the whole purpose? Like one of the main truths in Christianity, you know, we see is that the righteous shall live by faith. Mm. Uh, and, and that's a big part in the Christian faith. So I, I can see, uh, thanks to Garrett for that definition, uh, for us kind of define scientism, how this can be uh, an early problem. Uh, and I mean, just the obvious problem in the church that, hey, if it's not seen, it's not real. And obviously God is spirit. He's invisible, so he can't be seen. So that would tear down almost our our, our whole religion in the view of somebody who uh, follows uh, this scientism idea and way of thinking. Yeah. And, and the reason of faith versus reason is the entire premise behind why there's this traditional conflict of religion and science. In reality, science originated from the church. You know, if you, you go back to the installment of universities around the 1200s, universities began of centers of thinking established by the church in order to grow their observation of nature, their observation of theology in order to grow their faith. So you would study the scriptures, you would study theological um, truths and, and, and thoughts and writings, but then you would also study nature and that's where science began to come in. But the study of nature was, it was established in order to come alongside of faith and yeah. to enhance faith. But along the line, the church, you know, kind of started holding back science because they're like, well, we don't want it to, uh, to take away from religion. And then science began to get at odds with yeah. the church. And now you see, um, I watched, there, there's these three movies based off the Da Vinci. Have you ever heard of the Da Vinci Code? Have you ever watched those yeah. movies? I don't yeah. know if I ever watched it. <laughs> they're kind of creepy. So there's, yeah, think... there's, there's three movies and they're all based off of how the church hindered 
the advance of science or thinking or reason and and it's like these kind of like conspiracy <clears throat> theories and yeah but it's, it's just really interesting to see how you know people in the world view the church in opposition to science when in reality science uh, the study of nature began within the church as a way to enhance our faith and it's right. not supposed to be in conflict with one another it's just we've allowed that conflict to take place because we think that they're in opposition to one another we, i did a series on instagram um like tough questions back uh in last sometime last year during covid i've one of those one of those uh, months that felt like a year uh in covid and we did i interviewed several people and, and did questions and brought people on and had guests and stuff and I brought my mother-in-law on for a uh, one of the questions. Uh, it was about believing in science and believing in God. And she is a chemistry professor at UK. She is a um, certifiable genius. Um, Who is this? My mother-in-law. Um, yeah. She is extremely intelligent, doctorate in chemistry, the whole nine yards. And I bet, anyway, I bet that first time at dinner with him was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, and, and it, I like I don't know how like it, she doesn't show it you know she's not like yeah. you can't you can talk to her like it's not like she's like there's some people that are just like so intelligent that there's like yeah. that there's no connect to like inner societal but she's so, yeah, got so she wasn't like micah the first dinner she yeah. was like micah tell me your view on quantum physics. yeah exactly she knows i'm <laughs> dumb so she just doesn't really even <laughs> but um no but i interviewed her and was and basically just asking her story and she had something you know what like garrett was saying and she she saw as she was going through um, her degrees and as she was beginning her teaching and like she just saw in the department of science that there was just this kind of dichotomy between you either believed in science or you didn't and, and there was like a you either believed in science and didn't really believe in god or you believed in god and didn't believe in science and there was almost that was the view uh, of many of the professors many of the department of like um, you know it was just like you either believe in science or you don't and 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 so she just grew up she grew up as a christian and and she said it, just 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 said it. Put, you know, words in her mouth. But basically, she explained that. Through. Yeah, did you just do that too? <laughs> yeah. Micah. That was crazy. All right. So for, I don't know if y'all are going to hear this on the podcast or if it was just through mine and Garrett's computers. But, dude, you just, like, when you said just said it, our computers remixed it and said, just said it, 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 just said it. Just said it. <laughs> it probably will. And I don't know. I just saw it just changed my microphone for some reason. I have no clue why. It should be back to normal. I literally didn't touch anything on my computer. It was like you were like in the middle of a rap song. You know? yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure it will do it. It's like my computer just like wigged out and like did something crazy, but it should be back to normal now. I don't know why it would have switched. There's no reason. I scared the heck out of everybody. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'll, I'll try to go in and uh, like cut that or something so it doesn't. Uh, just leave it. It's fine. Um, well, so it's not super loud but anyway and, and basically she she in through that instagram live was saying that her faith th that science explains the natural science the study of the natural it doesn't take into account the supernatural because it can't um and basically she aligned her belief of science with her faith and says you know what i believe is kind of outside the realm of science but what i believe in science to me proves um and you know we talked a little bit about like old earth new earth i to be honest not even going to say what she aligned with because i don't totally remember and i don't want to misquote her um but basically was saying what she understands in science and what she has learned to her confirms her belief in god confirms her belief in the supernatural and all of those things scientifically point to christ point to uh, point to a god which points to the scriptures being real uh, and so like to your point garrett I, I thought about that conversation when you were saying that that it's for some reason we have 
and it's even kind of like ingrained in, in who we are. It's like you either believe in science or you don't. And it's, you know, God created science, right? Like that's what I believe. I believe God yeah. created the natural world. So therefore any science that we can study or learn, God created it. So why would it not point, point back to him? Well, moreover, scientism is, it's a, philo- it's a philosophy. It's a philosophical way of life that takes science and says, I, I live by the scientific method. And, you know, I'm applying this into everything I do. So basically, like, um, if every decision you make is going to be made off of logical decisions, you know, um, have you ever watched the Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah, it's the greatest show of all time. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, um, it's on HBO Max now. And I've been really like that's the worst show of all time. Oh, it's hilarious. It's it just really, so you just got to take it. You just got to take it as a comedy. It's just yeah. funny. I mean, it's, it's really good. It's just the, um, the, it's like, uh, it's a group. It's like friends, but nerds. And it yeah. just, it's See, funny. Right, that makes sense because I hate friends. Oh, well, there you go. You just, you just don't like that. It made friends like worse. That, that <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. But there's this character in it named, his name is Sheldon Cooper. And he's a genius. Like, uh, 187 IQ or something like that in that show and he does everything he, he is the exemplification of what it means to live at out scientism everything he does is based off the scientific method everything he does is based off logic if he can't prove it he doesn't believe it like that that's scientism scientism is taking the observation of nature to the extent of every aspect of your life and, and that's what scientism is. Now, the issue with that <laughs> is that if you truly study you know, the origin of life, if you truly study the origin of the universe and, and how everything exists, you have to come to a, the conclusion that it's created. You, you can't, and, unless you start putting in made up variables and made up um, ideas, you, you can't explain the existence of all things it's this is called um the kalam cosmological argument it was actually um invented or thought of by a a a muslim believer and this argument it's based into three um into three parts it it states that whatever begins to exist has to have a cause the universe began to exist therefore the universe has to have a cause so it's just a three-step logical argument and we can prove that the universe began to exist because the universe is going into a state of entropy that's the second law of thermodynamics that energy within the universe is ceasing to exist that's what entropy is is when energy dissipates and and ceases to exist and because energy is going away is dissipating that means that energy isn't eternal it's not infinite and if it's not eternal and infinite then it had to have a beginning and, and so it's i mean it's a second law of thermodynamics we we obviously see that truth and if that's evident then the universe had to have an exist had to have a beginning and if it had to have a beginning it had to have a creator it had to come into creation now scientists or sci- people that are that refuse to believe religion, refuse to believe in the supernatural, they'll state that, okay, the, the universe didn't come into existence. The universe is eternal. And the way the universe is eternal is that there's been multiple universes that mm. keep on creating themselves. That's the prominent view now. Um, the Big Bang Theory that um, is, is 
was the widely held concept for creation is now being thrown to the wayside because the big bang theory proves the existence of God. Um, that, that actually is like, Adam. Uh, yeah. So they like uh, scientists that say, well, God doesn't exist because everything began in this one singularity. Well, that one singularity is God. And so that, that you're, you're actually proving through science, the existence of God. So now they're saying, well, the big bang happened, but it's happened infinite amounts of times through infinite amount of universes and they all just keep giving existence to one another it's called the multiverse theory and um it there's absolutely no precedence for it there's no so the multiverse theory is not just a marvel theory no 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 that's a scientific <laughs> theory that is um, ah, gosh i can't remember I, I need to read up on a little bit more i can't remember when it began but it's a, a scientific theory that's gained a lot of traction lately um that there's been there's infinite numbers of universes and every time one of them dies a new one begins and so the universe is begatting itself um mm. instead of being created by an unmovable we just, mover we just went in the kjv there for a minute well, that's, <laughs> the proper begat, term. Begat, begat. That's, that's the proper term for um, um well, so, so i guess my my thing is um you know uh we've talked about you know scientism and obviously the direct um problem uh, that scientism would have within Christianity is the idea of basically faith would go out, out the door. Um, and we see in Hebrews 11.1, uh, uh, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's evidence of things we cannot see. Uh, and then it goes into the acts of faith and the, the hall of faith is what it's widely known as throughout Hebrews 11 and, and all these acts of faith and from the Old Testament and all and all these people that um, that live by faith and, and were credited credited to them as righteousness. And so we see in Christianity, there's an obvious, um, <laughs> faith is a big deal. That's what I'm getting at. And so obviously mm -hmm. scientism within Christianity, um, doesn't, it doesn't really ebb and flow because scientism would, would like Garrett said with the peephole, uh, idea looking out the one at the peephole of the hotel room, what you can't see, you can't believe because it can't be proven. So, so that would obviously be a problem. So <clears throat> as, uh, as faith, led believers what do we do about like how do we reconcile that do we um what do we do as a church how do we address this uh how do we um or do we address it uh is it is it something that you know that that we can some is there something we can do uh, I something think, we should do yeah i think a great way to do this and i do this with my youth so um of course i'm not in any way a scientist and, and I, I don't I couldn't tell you the first law of thermodynamics Garrett I mean I, I couldn't tell you there's three I think uh, <laughs> yeah I couldn't I couldn't even tell you that there was three um, but I, I do want to still uh, with my youth group for example I like to still bring up thoughts about science uh, so I, I think to answer that question Micah is I think the church we need to answer these questions and not be scared. Cause I think sometimes, you know, you think like, Oh, what if we can't answer these questions and it's going to prove God's not real. Like you're not going to prove God's not real. Right. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, and I think that that's part of faith is having this faith in God to um, even when we can't see him, but even though we can't see him, I think we still should take on the challenge to answer these questions because what's the problem is, is if we don't answer these questions, then we're going to see, especially in our younger people, we're going to see people begin to leave the faith. Uh, and I was reading a stat on um, the uh, online. It was a Barna group. I did a research poll, uh, and it said five out of the six reasons people leave the church and abandon Christianity 
involve the, susp- the suspicion that there's no good reason to believe it in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they believe there's no good reason um, to follow with Christianity because I would say probably because their questions haven't been answered. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not even, not even, I, I, I like what, how you said that. It's not even that we haven't answered it. It's that we ignore it or we try to like, you know, well, we don't know the answer, so we're not even going to bring it up. You know what I mean? I think about like an open forum where, like you're saying, Christian, where someone were to ask a question and you're just like, next. I'm like, I don't even want to answer that because we're scared that that if we can't answer it correctly, we're going to lose someone. When in reality, we may be losing them because we're not even trying. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, um, I think we just have to try. We, we're going to have to put in the effort. And I've been trying to um like for my youth group it actually got canceled this year sadly uh, but one of the things we're going to put in this summer is uh, we're going to go to the creation museum uh, and we're going to go to that arc exhibit up in northern kentucky and we're not just going to go just to have a good time but i have a speaker lined up that he's going to talk about um science and christianity mm. and I, I was super pumped for it it actually got canceled uh, in december um but but i I just think man, we, we need to, to tackle the fact that, hey, science points to God. I was interviewing, I have a good friend named Dr. Bill Englehart. My wife introduced me to him. He is uh, the biology professor at Lindsey Wilson College. And I was interviewing him one day and he said this. He said, what I do know for sure is that science points back to its own creator. Hmm. Uh, and I was thinking about it, I was like, man, Dr. Englehart, like, that's true. And he knows all about science. He's been studying it for a long time. In fact, he was an atheist before he became a Christian. Like this wasn't, he just grew up in the church. Uh, he, he, science really pointed him to God. And, and, you know, I think about that. I believe like, I mean, we can use science and we can use the actual things God created to point to God. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's um, a really good book it's it's kind of hard to um understand there's it's higher level um it's it's called the science of god it's by gerald schroeder he's a a jewish um um, astrophysicist and he basically writes out through observation through his own you know through astrophysics through this um through quantifying the inner mechanics of the universe how everything that science has produced on these matters proved to a, a creator. And he gives this number, um, and this number is called a Gilgal. Um, a, a Gilgal is the largest um, um, number that has, uh, um, or not Gilgal, a Google, Google, sorry. I had to look that up because I couldn't um, um, think of, what it was, um, Google, G-O-O-G-O-L. It is the largest number ever made up, and they had to make this number up in order to explain how the universe was able to come to existence. So the, a Google is a one followed by 100 zeros, or 10 to the 100th power. Um, so there's not even really any way to quantify that, to, to like visual give a visual representation other you can't than type that on a calculator. It, yeah. You just put a hundred zeros on a, on a whiteboard and that's how big that number is. And he is saying, he says actually not even to the hundredth power a Google is any number that's bigger than 10 to the 100th power. Um, Schroeder says that 
in order for the universe to exist in a way that brings forth the earth and our life, the possibility of life as we know it today, if any number, if any um, integer in the number 10 to the 120th power, if any number were to change in the slightest variable to that in, in, in that way, life wouldn't exist. Hmm. So, so if any number in, in that big of a, a chasm were to shift just ever so slightly, humanity wouldn't be possible for existence. Yeah. And, and what Schroeder says is in studying that, there is no possibility that the universe could exist by chance that could have just popped into existence. It had to have been designed. It had to have been created. You know, it might've originated in this giant condensed ball of matter that exploded and went outwardly, but that matter had to have been pre-designed and pre-shaped in order to exist in the, mm. in the, in the way that we have it today. That yeah. There's no possibility that it could have came <clears throat> out of, um, random chance yeah um, what is that is it louis giglio i know it's louis giglio but is it is it called like indescribable or something like that he has that uh, yeah lesson or teaching series and i, I remember it vaguely i did it once years ago and like watched it it's it's just pretty insane and that's kind of his from what i remember it's kind of like look how big what we know even just what we know about the universe and that's just like a we know like you know barely anything about what we can even see and get to and what we even know is just so insanely vast and massive. And, and he, you know, basically just describes it. How could this just by chance just pop into existence? And, uh, and I just think there's a, to me, and maybe I'm just so dumb. Someone would say I'm just so dumb and basic, but that's easy to, for me to say, but to me, it's just like how in the world, you know, what is it? The earth, if it's what, like hundreds of feet or whatever, closer to the sun, we couldn't yeah. live or f further away everything would freeze like there's some like yeah that's, that's like what feet. i'm saying yeah i mean it's just like insane number. to me that I, and this is me personally and maybe just because someone would say you're simple-minded and dumb and i'd say yeah you're right but um just to me that that would just by chance just pop into existence in the perfect way uh within feet and and just be able to sustain life um so yeah I don't know, it's interesting stuff it, i mean it, it all a lot of it all of it goes way over my head um but i like hearing other people talk about it so it's interesting right. to hear the the science and stuff and explanation and like you said christian uh, that professor that uh, to him all the science points back to its creator uh, and i think that's true I, I see that myself and which which is so nature. good for us to go after it and to teach yeah. it and yeah not be scared to answer the questions like you know i, I think about or and find I'm trying someone who can Exactly. Exactly. We're not getting all the answers, but we can point people in the right direction. Uh, I'm trying to learn more for myself so I can answer my kids' questions, but there's a lot of them. I just have to be honest with them. Like, Hey, I can't answer that, uh, but let me find somebody that can. And, uh, but, but I never want to like stray away from the fact that, wow, God created every law of thermodynamics. God created all the laws of nature. God created all these things. Uh, so why not, Let's study them and see how they point back to them. Uh, Deanna Louis uh, Pasteur, have you ever heard his name before? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. All right, so Louis Pasteur, he was he invented pasteurization, mm -hmm. and uh, he he I read this quote by him. He says, "A bit of science distances one from God, but much science nears one to Him." Yeah. The more I study nature, the more I stand amazed at the work of our Creator. 
And I think the more we study, and I'm not saying you have to be a scientist, but I think the more we study these things and answer these hard questions, uh, the greater we're even going to be able to worship our God uh, because we're going to be more amazed at the work that he has done. I, um, I had a, a few semesters. I was taking a class in my master's theology one God creation and scriptures is, is what it was. Um, and in this class, my professor, every single week, we were supposed to write out Psalm 19 by hand. Um, and the reason is because he says that in this writing of David is just the most elegant way to talk about how we are supposed to observe creation as a way to observe God. Um, and that's what science is. It's observing creation. It's observing the natural world as a way to see it as proof of God's, of God's design and existence. I, I just want to sit down and I want to read from Psalm 19. Um, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like the bridegroom coming to his home from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, they're making their heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is an abundant reward. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That's just, Psalm 19 is just this beautiful writing of David where he's saying, I observe you in creation. I observe you in nature. I observe the works of your hands and know that you exist. I hear you. In your scriptures, I hear you in the prophets. I hear you in what you've written. I hear your your ordinances, your precepts, your commands. And God, I see your existence. I see your words. I see your instructions. God, help me to follow you because I know your existence is true. And so with what you're saying from Louis Pasteur, Christian, that yeah. you know, if we truly follow science, if we truly study and observe the earth and, and the workings of the universe, and we should have to conclude that God is there. And in that conclusion, according to David, when we study the universe, when we study creation and see God exists, the only natural response that we have should be to follow his perfect scriptures, to follow his ordinances, to follow his commands, to follow what he's teaching us, to try to exemplify him and live as he would live through the example of Christ that we have in the New Testament as well, that creation should point us to God and that observance of God should then point us to exemplify him um, as well. That's what Psalm 19 states. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful Psalm. It is. I had to write it over and over again for class. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people uh, use that for uh, their Facebook posts too. Oh, really? <laughs> I've never, I've not ever noticed that. 
the, uh, the very first part of it. Oh. When they yeah. share like the sunset and stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's like your um your stereotypical. You gotta sunset you gotta share the right? sunset. You Google you it like. What, what's a beautiful verse about nature? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plug, yeah. And, awesome. plug and play, right? Plug and play. Right. It's, it's but, like the um any where two or more are gathered verse. Um, right. Sure you know that's actually talking about how complex to disputes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a uh, hey, if there's two or three gathered, there's probably be some kind of conflict. You know, I yeah. I think the Royal Rumble and the WWE should take that and use that where two or three more. <laughs> Just, Bro, how, that'd be a hype intro video. Can you imagine? Where two or sick. three are gathered. Yeah, and the then Undertaker is in the midst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Great Khali that is fighting. Yeah. Um, oh so, yeah, gosh. I mean, you know, scientism, we've said, um, you know, the major problem uh, that, that for Christianity, the, the major problem with, with those and how they wouldn't ebb and flow is the idea that scientism would basically, um, you know, would say faith is pointless because in scientism, you, everything we see is what we believe anyway or what we can prove. Um, and so, as you know, as Christian was saying, and as we kind of discussed, it's important for the church to not shy away from those those tough questions about science or, or, you know, to, to address those. Um, and, and I think that that is super important as we kind of like, you know, kind of wrap up this idea of scientism and, and wrap up this episode. Um, just, is there anything else that we, you know, need to address with scientism or that we need to say, you know, and, and to, to a, uh, to a human that is maybe scientific minded, you know, I, I can almost understand why to them, scientism might be something they would believe in because it's what they can prove uh for me it doesn't quite resonate because of what we said with with you know the universe and how vast it is and to me it just doesn't it doesn't process for me that that it can just exist out of nothing um but i think as believers i think we need to be able to not jump down people's throat or say you're dumb or you know we'll be able to rationalize and say look i understand that but here's what i believe and what i believe to me science proves god yeah um you know what i believe and what i understand i I think like reading what david writes here in psalm 19 i think he would be someone that would live in accordance with with science he would Mm -hmm. study the universe he would study nature Mm -hmm. and he would draw the conclusion that's this only points to god now the issue with scientism is when we say that we're only going to live by what we can observe well there are things as we said before that we just physically it's humanly impossible for us to observe that we can't quantify that we can't prove. And that's where our level of faith has to kick in. We need to allow science to enhance our faith, to grow our faith, to, to expand our awe of God um, and not diminish and detract away from our faith. And I think it's important too. And this is just kind of a thought that we, um, for this view I don't think we should we should try to stray away from the fact that, uh, you know, if you have a view of, of scientism to stray away from the fact that, oh, just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not real uh, or just because it's not visible. And, and I think about uh, an example would be I think about the early I, I mean, early I, I don't even know when I'm talking early creation, early humans. Uh, of course, they wouldn't have any idea that there was atoms. Uh, they wouldn't have had any idea that there was these microscopic parasites, um, but then all of a sudden they get sick. Uh, so, so just because they don't see it um, doesn't mean that it's not real. And, and the reason that they didn't see it was because of their lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and I think with 
with science, you have we have new discoveries in science every single year. Uh, for example, I'm about I mean, all the new discoveries with COVID. <laughs> oh, I know it was COVID. I saw like a 17 year old the other day intern for NASA discovered a new planet. Uh, like just because just because there's certain planets we don't see that are observable right now, that just shows we have a lack of knowledge for what else is out there. So so I, that probably would be my biggest encouragement is just because you don't see it. Um, I think that just shows that you might have a lack of knowledge of what else is out there. Uh, which would be the case for, for God. It would be the case for um, who he is, is that, okay, he, he's invisible, but just because you see him uh, does not mean that he does not exist. Mm. Mm. Good yeah, point. Absolutely. Um, um, Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I, is there uh, anything else that we want to apply? Um, usually Christian is the application guy. But... Hey, for application. <laughs> no, I, I think the application for this would be like, look up those questions like I, I know I've done that before is like uh on YouTube and Google and just trying to find like all right how does this science how does this connect with scripture um or, or how does this point to our creator you know we talked about that earlier on and, and we can do that we can uh not only can we do that but we can ask those tough questions that we mentioned um with our friends uh I know me Mike and Garrett has sat down many of times and asked each other these tough questions about theology or even about the world itself and, and i think in, in those asking those questions we're able to see more who god is so mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening uh, i encourage you ask those questions seek out uh, seek out things and, and don't be afraid that scientists is going to uh, science is going to disprove god uh, you know i don't know a whole lot but i know this science is not going to disprove god but i believe if you study it it will point you to him and you know, off of what you're saying there, I encourage anyone when you're doing your your reading, your scripture reading, um, which hopefully you do daily, sit there with a, uh, make sure you have a, a pen and paper next to you, um, and and journal your observations, journal your questions. If there's something in the text that you're like, how does this apply? What how does this make sense? What context is this written in? Write it down so that you can go back and look. I um, <clears throat> my Bible that I use for personal study is, is called a note-taking Bible and the columns on both sides are spaces for writing with it. Um, it it's rolled with lines. And so anytime I'm reading, I'm writing and I'm writing a lot of times I'm writing questions, you know, what is the author meaning by this? How does this connect with something else um, or observations? That's the way you learn and that's the way you grow. Um, and, and you write a question and then you go and, and, look it up um, and see what other church fathers or theologians or people that have studied this more intensely might have to say on that matter. Um, but that's how, that's how you grow in your faith. That's how you grow in your, your knowledge. It'd be cool if one day we could have a, uh, maybe, maybe we could do a series like on science and God mm. and uh, maybe even have like a few guest speakers on here. Yeah. Like uh, that are special that are, um, yeah, that's their specialty. Yeah, yeah that, I can think of one specific field. Yeah, who, Bucky? No, my mother-in-law. <laughs> I bet she. Hey, yeah, bring. Yeah, you're my. Hey, yeah, bring your mother-in-law on, and uh, I think that'd be great. Yeah, haven't cool. haven't asked that'd her formally, cool so. <laughs> <laughs> so she may text me and be like, "Nah, 
Sorry. She, she'd be like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. It's <laughs> uh, good. Try to bring, bring on um, like different <clears throat> people from different fields, whether it's like a medical field, you can like do that by fields, like medical field yeah, person, cool. uh, uh, biochemistry field, you know, yeah. different. I'll, uh, if y'all, if y'all want me to, I'll go ahead and get my PhD in uh, quantum physics. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Once you get that and we'll do the yeah. podcast next year and we'll, a couple years yeah. from now. Yeah. It'll probably just take me a year. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring on Sheldon <laughs> Cooper before then too. Hey, that would be fun <laughs> if we could get him. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Why don't you uh, pray us out, Garrett? Yeah, sure. Let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you for this time of study that we've had. Um, thank you for reminding us the, the words of, of your, beloved servant David in Psalm 19, that the heavens declare the works of your hands, that the expanse proves who you are. God, I just pray that as we go about our lives, that we are insistent on observing your works, on reminding ourselves that, that our observations of the world just enhance our faith in you, God, don't let us live by eyesight alone, though. Remind us that we're just looking out into a people, and there's so much that we don't understand. And help us to be satisfied with our faith with and, and what we just don't understand, and accepting that there are things beyond our comprehension that we won't know until we are dwelling with you in eternity. God, I just pray for all those that are listening, that they are um, edified and that they grow by this conversation, by this, this discussion, and that they're encouraged to seek out and grow deeper in their faith and knowledge of you. Lord, thank you for the love you have for us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.